Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on? This is Strange Talk with Doc, and I am your host, Doc. We got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some uh, Alpo Martinez. We're going to talk some politics. We're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk some regular life, okay? But I want to kick off by saying, if you live your life like your higher power is watching you at all times, life becomes a lot easier. You say, what the hell are you talking about there? If you live like whoever your higher power is, is watching you, you will not get into some things that you can avoid in life because you know that you are being watched. And I'm not saying that in a negative way because your higher power is also watching when you are in trouble and it's a source of help. It's a source of rescue. It's a source of refuge. It also is a source of discipline. See, because it says in Job's 34, 21, for his eyes are on the ways of man and he sees all his steps. So if you believe that, not only to punish, not only to come down, not only when you're doing something bad, because none of us are perfect. And I'm not speaking as though I'm a perfect human being because I am far from perfect. But there are things that we can avoid doing that are just wrong in this life. And if we act like we're being watched by a loving God, whoever that may be to you, then you will avoid some pitfalls and you will avoid some traps that the beast has set up on this planet for you to fall into. You will just walk right over them because you are being guided. You're being guided by the thought and the power and the spirituality that something is watching above you that is stronger than you, that can guide your steps. So I just want you to keep that in mind. I mean, this will come into play later on. As I talk about some other things, this will come into play. That because a higher power is watching. I mean, think about it. We don't need to be shamed. There are things we were built as human beings. We use the bathroom. We have sex. We eat. We laugh. Sometimes we get drunk. Sometimes we get into intoxicated off marijuana or whatever. But we don't have to steal. We don't have to rob. We don't have to rape. We don't have to abuse. We don't have to abuse ourselves. We don't have to abuse others verbally, physically, or emotionally. This is not how we're built to be. We do it, but it's not what we're built to be. And I truly believe that. Not just for me. I believe that for everybody. So Jay Black, the lead singer of Jay and Americans, he was a group in the 60s. He passed away at the age of 82. Mort Saul, who was a stand-up comedian who kind of refined stand-up comedian by making it more 
about what was going on in daily life as opposed to just self-debasement kind of burst comedy and vaudeville comedy where you made fun of yourself and maybe a fat wife. He actually took political things of the time and made them into comic stand-up routines. So he is an icon. He is a revolutionary in a way. And he passed away at the age of 94. And Alberto Alpo Martinez was shot dead on Frederick Douglass Boulevard and 147th Street in Harlem at the age of 55. Personally, I have never met the man. I have never ran into the man. I have never seen him while he was in Harlem driving in a car or on his bike or whatever. And I just want to spend a moment speaking about Alpo Martinez. Alpo died in the streets. A befitting way for a gangster to leave this earth. I am sure that he did not want to die an 87 year old man in 11 by 10 cell surrounded by steel at least the last six years of his life he got to breathe he got to eat he got to touch a woman he got to bathe and he did it on his time not mandated by the courts and the system people say rat this people say rat that And I'm going to tell you something from personal experience, not because I've ever been incarcerated. I'm a person who's never sold a drop of drugs. I'm a person who has never put a pistol in somebody's face to take their belongings. I am somebody who's never broken to anybody's house or car. I have never stolen anybody's property. I've never pimped any woman. That is not me. I'm a lawyer-abiding citizen who went and worked the nine to five. I just happened to work at one point in my life for the federal government in the criminal part of the federal government. And this is the way it goes for those of y'all who are uninformed. A guy sneaks on the train, they ask him for a person who committed an assault. A person who committed assault, they ask him for a person who has a gun. A person who has a gun, they ask him for a drug dealer. The drug dealer, they ask for a body. Dude with a body acts for somebody high up the food chain in the drug industry. That person, they ask for kidnapped. Then that person, they ask for multiple murderers. Most of the people who are serving time in a penitentiary, especially in the federal penitentiaries across the world, are there because someone ratted on them. We pick and choose who we want to make the worst of the rats when they are tens of thousands of rats in the hardest hoods in america there are rats who go about their daily business people know maybe they're rats they're going why did this dude do such and such crime and get a skid bid time for it it's because he gave up somebody else and that's the way it works i've seen the paperwork personally i've read the files personally I've spoke to some of the people who rolled on other people personally. This is not me speculating. This is me knowing for a fact. It happens that Alpo is one of the most famous rats. Sammy the Bull Gavano is a famous rat. Henry Hill was a famous rat. There are a lot of other rats who are not as infamous, who did not go back home. We're not hanging out at three o'clock in the morning in a car without any form of security. But this is common. There are no honor 
at all amongst thieves. There is no honor amongst thieves. When you do 25 years, you say, I can't do 26. And all I got to do is say X, Y, or Z to get the hell out of here. You tell me what you're going to do because I can't even say what I'm going to do. And I'm a person who's never left anybody behind. I'm a person who's never ratted on a friend. I'm a person who stayed away from the criminal element because I knew it was not a world for me. This is the life he chose. So his death coming in a way in the manner that it did is not shocking. The only thing shocking about it, it was to happen to be the day that it happened. Other than that, there's no shock. Uh, the man was out in the streets for, like I said, six years. People waited for, I guess, the appropriate time, what they felt was the appropriate time. Is it a cause for celebration? Probably and probably not. Depends on who you talk to. He killed a lot of people. He affected a lot of family. Those people had loved ones. Sometimes a child grows up to become a warrior of a dead fallen soldier, and they give payback. And I'm not saying that this is, this is the case. I have no information. I'm just speculating. Things like this happen. This is what goes on. The streets are undefeated, will remain undefeated. The streets and father time don't lose to anyone. They don't lose. They're not built to lose. It is set up that way that they will be the winner in the long run. Now, can I say rest in peace to a person who brought so much pain, suffering, devastation, and destruction to his own community? No, I can't. I'm just passing on the information. If you have not heard that he has died. And I'm going to leave that alone. Okay. So COVID cases up to 47 million in the U.S. And 767 people have died. So far, 423 million people have been vaccinated. Worldwide, we're up to 248 million cases. And 5.1 million people have now died from this dreaded virus. New York had to close 26 firehouses because firefighters and NYPD officers are refusing to get the vaccination. And the deadline for this was Friday pass. You know, this is this is a damn shame. Six in Manhattan, nine in Brooklyn, three in Queens, four in the Bronx and four in Staten Island. I am hoping that these 26 firehouses do not cause loss of lives. I am hoping that innocent women, children, and elderly people are not affected because people took an oath and decided that because it was a vaccine involved, when we've been getting tetanus shots, mumps, measles, influenza, since we were babies, that this one particular one is so evil, with chips and conspiracy theories and all kinds of other bullshit, that they refuse to get it, and they are putting people's life in harm. They're putting whole neighborhoods in harm. As the weather gets colder, people do stupid shit. They turn on heaters. They leave on ovens to stay warm. And thank God this isn't the middle of December or January. And it's only October, I mean, November. And so far, people, you know, it's been like India summer. The weather is still pretty warm most places. So I hope that this gets rectified before the cold weather really sets in. American Airlines and Southwest Airlines are both an abomination. American Airlines canceled once again for the second time in less than a month, 1,200 flights. Southwest canceled 175 flights. These two airlines are holding people hostages. They're leaving people stranded. 
They are offering no services, no solutions. I mean, $12 vouchers. What are you going to do with $12 in the airport? That doesn't even buy a Quiznos sandwich. It buys you maybe a newspaper, a pack of M&Ms at a Hudson newsstand inside these airports. But some of these people are traveling with little children. They need places to sit and rest. These airports are becoming more and more crowded. Uh, somebody needs to step in and tell Southwest and American Airlines to get their shit together or some of the relief that's been given to them should be taken away. We had a mass shooting in uh, Idaho Mall. Two people were killed and four was injured. I don't really know the uh, circumstances behind this, but I just know that it just keeps saying every time that a thought goes through my head that a lower body concealed carry person should put their gun and leave it at home. I don't think it's a wise idea. I also don't think it's a wise idea to try to play hero, but it's better to have yourself armed than to be unarmed and a victim. I listened to a song this week called Jerusalem by a master KG and this South African female vocalist called Nomimka. Nomimka. And this is an awesome song. If you want something that's just going to warm your heart and make you feel good, there's also a dance dance challenge that goes with this Jerusalem song. This is one of those songs that if for some reason it doesn't touch you in some way, shape, or form, you're having such a bad day that you need to reflect, rewind, sit down before you deal with other human beings and get your shit together and say, let me start all over. Because this song was meant to touch a chord in hearts. And it's a beautiful song. And I appreciate it. So Facebook is rebranding itself as Meta. Uh, Why bother? I think Facebook is pretty much a dead thing. Uh, I am no longer on Twitter. I'm really on Facebook just to promote my podcast. Other than that, I don't post any pictures. I don't have any personal friends, quote unquote. I don't uh, look into other people's lives and people don't look into my lives. I actually, if you listen to me, Facebook, I don't even use my God-given name or my government name on Facebook. I use the title of my show as my name on Facebook. And then I use a fake name to sign up for Facebook. So I refuse to even be who I really am on Facebook because it's a waste of time. Twitter banned me. It looks like it's a permanent ban, and I don't care. I did a show a couple of weeks ago where I stated that if something is for you, nothing in this world could take it away from you. This has been taken away from me, so that means this is not for me, and it's no big deal. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted the 2021 class, and Tina Turner, Carol Cole, The Go-Go's, Jay-Z from Brooklyn, Foo Fighters, Todd Rundgren, Craftworks, Charlie Payton, Gil Scott Heron as an early influence, LL Cool J, Billy Preston, Randy Rhodes for musical excellence, and Karen Clarence Avon were all inducted. And you know what? That's a good class. I have no problem. Some of these people are legendary. Well, they're Hall of Famers now, so it doesn't make a difference if I say they're legendary or not. But, uh, Congratulations, especially to the hip-hop artists like LL and Jay-Z. Uh, they, one day, there might be a whole wing. I'm waiting for 
Wu-Tang to get in. As a matter of fact, I finished up Wu-Tang and American Saga Season 2. Um, this was the episode where they bum-rushed Jack the Rapper stage. And unfortunately, because these shows got to do it like that, Riza at the very end of the episode, there was a big uh, flood in his basement and all the work that he had put into creating everybody's albums, these uh, floppy disks, that's right, people, floppy disks, we're going back in time, were all in this basement. So we see how it picks up in season three. If they have to remaster, remix, redo, I mean, the group was just coming together. Like I said, they did a great show at Jack the Rapper, so people are now out there. They're signed to a record label. It's time to start blowing up the Wu-Tang Clan. American Crime Story Season 3, The Impeachment. This was the episode where Hillary went off on Bell. It was a great episode. Finally, we got to see Edie Falco do some work other than just walking around being in the background. You've probably been wondering for episodes, what is she even there for? She's too big an actress not to really be involved, but she got down. Bob Hart's Abishola. I didn't watch last night's episode, but last week's episode was about Abishola finally realizing that her husband's got unlimited unlimited amounts of cash, and she was taking advantage of living the lifestyle of a rich man's wife and how it made her uh, really not do some of the things that she's usually responsible for. And it's it's fun to see how they're going to go along with this because the money is not going away. She can't pretend that her husband isn't loaded and a business owner and they live in a beautiful house. And you know what? Sometimes a person who never had anything, money flips their brain. We just got to see how this goes. The dark side of the ring dealt, and that season is now over. It dealt with the steroid trials from the 1980s from the WWE. Very good series if you never watch the dark side of the ring. Even if you're not a wrestling fan and you like documentaries and you've heard some of these names just fly by, you should check out dark side of the ring. Power Book 3. Raising Canaan. Now, I was not going to watch this originally because I hated Power Book 2 so much. I thought maybe that this series had lost steam, but boy, was I wrong. From the very first episode to the very last episode, Power Book 3, Raising Cain, was awesome. Uh, Petrina Miller kicked ass in this series as Rob the queen pen, the drug lord mother, uh, the son, Canaan, was an idiot like a teenager would be. He doesn't listen when he should listen. He doesn't be quiet when he's supposed to be quiet. But we know how his story ends up. His relationship with his cousin Jukebox is we've shown that. Uh, there's no Tommy, there's no ghost. They're younger than Canaan, so they wouldn't be around at this point. He's 15. They would at least be 12-year-olds. Most 15-year-old boys are not hanging out with 12-year-olds, so that makes sense. The blacklist is back, and it looks like they opened up the uh, the mailroom again. I mean, uh, what the hell do they call that? The post office. So the post office is open. It looks like the crew is all back together. The Equalizer with Queen Latifah is an outstanding show, but I don't appreciate the fact that she's being hunted again. Every season or every season and a half, 
they have her hunted by an unqualified NYPD officer when she's at the level of above CIA. This doesn't make sense, but it's an interesting show, and I like it. Uh, family Guy, Peter and Glenn, Dick changed underwears at a laundromat by mistake. Each got, I mean, how Glenn can wear Peter's drawers when Peter's like six times bigger than him, and how Peter can wear a hundred pound Glenn's underwear is a cartoon, people. So, you know, Kirby Enthusiasm returned and it dealt with a fake funeral. A person who wanted, and I'm sure we've all had this pass through our minds at one point or another, want to see what our own funeral was like. So, uh, Brooks decided that he wanted to have his funeral and he kind of forced everybody to go and it, you know, the shenanigans ensued because this is Kirby enthusiasm. And also Larry David got into an issue with a young man who forced him to use his sister in an upcoming Netflix film. A heavy set Mexican girl with a Mexican accent is going to play a Jewish Brooklyn girl in the 1950s. I don't know how he's going to get out of this, but just the thought that he is forced now to avoid a lawsuit to allow a Mexican girl with no acting experience who works in a restaurant to play a skinny Jewish girl from the 1950s. It doesn't even make sense. The good doctor was outstanding. They had a father come in who was a father of a patient. Father was a brilliant he had ideas, he had theories on what should be done with his daughter and how that played out was beautiful. And this week there was no Saturday Night Live, but the week before they had Jason Sudeikis as the host. He returned to SNL and he did a good job. Uh, is uh, SNL having its best beginning to a season? No. No, it's not. But it's still entertaining enough that if you like SNL, you'll still watch the show. So this weekend, they had a fight card from Abu Dhabi, UFC 267. Jan Blokovich fought Glover Teixeira. And at the old age of 42, Teixeira finally captured the 205 championship. He did it with a second-round submission. He looked dominant doing it. Peter Jan, or Petri Jan, fought Corey Sager. Hagen, Sanhagen, and he won the interim title back. So he's a two-time bantamweight title champion. And I thought he, that was an outstanding fight. Now, there was this referee, Valalaska Kislev, who should never work ever around fighters again as long as he lives i don't care if he owns a gym they should force him to sell his gym this he allowed this dos santos versus saint dennis fight to go on way past any rational point in time this was a fight that should have definitely been called when the man other fights he got his eyebrow completely busted open he didn't even call a doctor into the ring to check. We're talking maybe when you get eye wounds, sometimes it goes to the white meat. He didn't even do like the finger tests. Even just the way one of how many fingers do you see? Nothing. I mean, this guy didn't seem to give a rat's ass about anything. And hopefully we'll never see him again. 
Now, this weekend coming up, there is a big UFC card from Madison Square Garden. Usman versus Covington, too. Uh, Kobe Covington makes everything about race. He makes everything about Trump. He makes everything about MAGA. He makes everything about uh, foolishness. I don't like Kobe Covington. You, it's barely to the point where I can respect his skill set because of how he conducts himself. He wants to be the white American Conor McGregor, but racist. And you know what? It doesn't make sense. I'm hoping Kamal Usman busts his ass, puts him to the back burner, and gets rid of him and get him out of our lives. Rose Namajunas is also going to fight Weili Zhang. Uh, she knocked out Weili in the first fight to take the belt. Let's see what Zhang is going to do. Does she have any comebacks for this? Or is Rose on point? Because Rose's hands and feet are, are, are awesome when they're working. When they're working in conjunction with her head, she's like unbeatable. And I, we love Rose over here. But this is a tough one to fight. But I'm, I guess I'm going to go with the USA girl. Justin Gage is going to be fighting, fighting Michael Chandler. That should be a battle. I don't expect that to go three rounds. Somebody's going to sleep. I don't know who's going to be. Justin has been good. But Michael Chandler, up until losing that last fight, he had never lost before. So we'll see what that's going to be. Frankie Edgar is also fighting Marvin Vera. Uh, that should be a good fight. I'm picking Marin, Marvin Marlon Vera to win. Sean Strickland is fighting Luke Rockhold. Until Luke Rockhold proves that he is a steady full-time fighter again, I'm picking against him, so I'm taking Strickland in this fight. Al Alakaita is fighting Bobby Green. This should be an outstanding fight. Both supreme wrestlers. Uh, I like Bobby. I think Bobby throws down. Al Alakaita throws down also, but I'm going to go with Bobby here. Major League World Series. The Braves are up three games to two. They're heading back to Houston. Hopefully the Braves could give Atlanta a little bit of luck, decency, and respect and actually clinch this championship. They were up 3-1, to one, which would mean that they would have had to lose all three games in a row not to be World Series champs. The NBA released their 75th anniversary teams, and I definitely have some things to say about this. Uh, there are people on this list that don't deserve to be on there. And one of the glaring names that come out at me is Damon Lillard does not belong on this list. Damon Lillard did not have the career Dwight Howard had. Damon Lillard did not have the career that Tony Parker had. Uh, there are other people, if I give time to think about it, and I'll revisit this on another show. I just wanted to put that bug in the air. Maybe you can call in and help me out with the 75th anniversary team. See where you think they got it right. See where you think they got it wrong, because... I think some things should be changed, but I'm I'm going to save that for another time. The NBA, these are what I would call the games of the week. Wednesday night, you got the Hornets going up against Golden State. So you get a chance to see Ball versus Curry. Thursday, you got the Celtics versus the Heat. Friday, you got the resurgent Knicks versus the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Bucks have been losing a lot lately, but I think they'll be all right. But the Knicks have been balling out. Saturday, you got the Jazz versus the Heat and the 76ers versus the Bulls. And also, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers with AD and Russell Westbrook are going up against McCollum and Lillard for the Trailblazers. We'll see how that works out. 
J.J. Watt is going to need soldier surgery, and he's going to likely be out for the rest of the year. Now, I'm going to go through the games that just passed, and I'm going to do a very brief so it's not to bore you, okay? Last Thursday, the Packers beat the, the Cardinals 24-21. The Panthers beat the Falcons 19-13. The Eagles stopped the Lions 44-6. I don't even think the Lions are going to win a game this year. The Rams beat the Texans 38-22. Deshaun Watson, if he is not traded by today, will remain a Houston Texan throughout the season. And the Rams added Vaughn Miller to that defense. I don't know what Vaughn Miller has left in the tank. We shall see. He is not going to be the focal point, so he should be able to give all that he has to upgrade that defense, which is already outstanding with Donald and Floyd and uh, Ramsey uh, and make that Rams defense scary. I mean, you add Vaughn Miller and it's somewhere else you just don't want to run. So it made the Rams better, I think. And I don't, let's not expect to get an all pro Vaughn Miller, but if we get a half ass Vaughn Miller to add to that, that's a hell of a team. The Jets shocked me. They beat the Bengals 34 31. This Mike White had an outstanding game. The official in this game flagged this cornerback, Mike Hilton, for unnecessary roughness, which I thought was on a regular open field tackle. And it was kind of a game changer at the end. So they had no chance to actually get a field goal out of this Cincinnati. But Cincinnati's got to come to play from the beginning of the game and not let themselves be shocked by a team like the Jets. And this is the Jets' second win against a quality opponent this year. They beat the Texans when I was in Vegas, cost me money, and they just beat the Bengals. The Bills stomped the Dolphins, but they seemed to wait to the fourth quarter to turn on the gas, and that was 26-11. to 11. The Steelers beat the Browns 15-10 to 10 in a bore fest. Uh, the Steelers lost their kicker, Chris Boswell, so they had nobody to kick extra points. They had nobody to kick field goals. Odell Beckham Jr. is completely lost with this team. Landry made some key drops. I don't even know if Odell Beckham Jr. should make it past Tuesday's trade deadline, but we shall see. The 49ers beat the Bears 33-22, and the Titans beat the Colts 34-31, but they lost Derrick Henry, who's going to undergo foot surgery and could be out 6 to 10 weeks. So they replace him with ancient Adrian Peterson. I don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, it had to be a better back on the free agent market or somebody that was cut or practice squad or even in your own organization than Adrian Peterson. The Seahawks beat the Jaguars 31-7. I don't see the Jags winning, but another maybe one, two games for the rest of the year. The Patriots beat the Chargers, who seem to be heading in the wrong direction, 27-24. The Saints beat the Buccaneers 36-27. Jameis Winston, ACL, MCL, out for the rest of the season. I feel bad for him. The Broncos beat the Washington football team 17-10. Nobody cared. The Cowboys, with 51 seconds to go, Cooper Rush to Amari Cooper, touchdown to beat the Vikings 21-16. And last night, the Giants gave the Chiefs hell, and but succumbed to a 20-27 to 
I mean, 20 to 17 loss. Now, here's your upcoming games and my predictions for the football games this week. The Jets are playing the Colts. I got the Colts, even though I don't trust Carson Wentz at all. The Browns are going into Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati. Denver is coming into Dallas. I'm taking Dallas, even with Dak or without Dak. Texans are going into Miami. Miami's a better team. The Falcons are going into New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans played well. Their defense is on point, so I'm picking the Saints. The Raiders are going into New York to play the Giants. I'm going with the Raiders. The Patriots are coming to Carolina. I'm taking the Patriots. Buffalo is going to go to Jacksonville and stomp out Jacksonville. The Vikings are going to Baltimore to take an L. The Chargers are going into Philly to take an L. Philadelphia is a gutty team. I hate the Eagles, but they're gutty. They play hard, and I think that they have enough to withstand the charge, especially since they're flying from the West Coast. The Packers are playing the Chiefs. You know what? Up until last night, I thought I was going to take the Kansas City Chiefs, but the way the Chiefs look, I think Green Bay will beat them even at home. The Cardinals are going into San Francisco, division rival, but I'm going to take the Cardinals on the road against San Francisco. The Titans are going to play the Rams. The Rams are, go- and this is the Sunday night game. I am going with the Rams to beat Tennessee, especially since they have no Derrick Henry. And then Monday night football game is the Bears are going into Pittsburgh, which should be a hell of a ball fest. But I think that Pittsburgh got a little bit more weapons than the Bears. So even though Fields played very well this weekend, he had an outstanding highlight reel run for a touchdown. I'm taking the Steelers to win this game. And before I get out of here, once again, live your life like your higher power is watching you at all times. Don't take that in, like I said before, the wrong way. It does not mean it's eyes that are watching to judge you. There's also eyes that are watching to bless you. There are eyes that are watching to help you. So there's a yin for every yang. It's not always a bad thing. So if you in a time of trouble, you say those same eyes that discipline me will tap me on the back, will raise me up. So think about that. And, and before you do something, think about what you're going to do, the repercussions of your actions, how you're going to make others feel, what is it going to do to your eternal soul, and how are you willing to accept the repercussions for your actions because there are consequences for actions. We have to be realistic about that. And we could teach others better if we use our minds, we use our power, we use our judgments, and people see inside your inside your judgments, wise decisions. You can be a leader of men. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.